don't know. Whatever. Hey, I'm here. You guys ready? And ready. Then ready. Are you ready for a good ass show? Yeah. Then yes. ready. Yeah. Cool. Do this. All right. <laughs> and here we are. We're back again. It's another edition. It's another episode of my show. And we're taking it back to the old school because he's an old fool who's so cool. It's that guy over there. Alex, I'm here and I'm accompanied as always by my main man, that guy over there. It's Jake. How's it going? And you know, it's not gambling when you know you're going to win. It's that guy over there. Live from Las Vegas, it's Robin. Hey, hey, how's it going? We're here. We've got another episode for your listening pleasure. We got a lot of fun yeah. stuff to get to. Uh, but before we yeah. do that, Alex, tell them where to find us on the internet and the Instagrams. Uh, <laughs> where you find us is anchor.fm slash my show AJ. End of list. Nothing else matters. That's where you find us. But Wait, if you're going to be stingy. If you're not going to listen to that advice, you can also find us at Red Error Productions on Facebook, at Instagram, Red Error here on Twitter, Instant. Red Error Productions on, on Patreon. We got Red Arrow Deep South on Instagram. That's our boy Robin posting yeah. all the stuff that we laugh at. Uh, I mean, Anchor.fm takes us to everywhere else that podcasts are, are played, right? So you can get us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, even Podbean, whom we're not paying anymore. What up? Yep, we're still there, and uh, we're still we're still making it happen. But uh, Alex has something that he wanted to talk about. He 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 sent it in the group text earlier, and we to say he's got something for us. So Alex, open it up. So. I'm, I'm using the term overappreciated very much on purpose when I bring this topic mm. up. But I feel like in, in all sports, there are, there are athletes, uh, spe- specifically professional sports, there are athletes who are overappreciated by a fan base and the media. And they're built up to be more than what they are. And, and what got me thinking about this was basically listening to to Dan Patrick, whom I respect very much, talk about how important Andrew Luck is to the Indianapolis Colts. And the only thing I could think of was like, yeah, 30 touchdowns and 15 interceptions a year when you're not injured is a great thing to hang on to, fan base. Keep it Like, he might be the most aggressively mediocre quarterback to have a starting job in in the, the, the NFL. Aggressively mediocre is the name of this episode. Hell Ooh, yeah, it is. I like it. I, I'm starting out strong, and I'm taking the win. My point is, like... <laughs> 30 and, seconds in. <laughs> and, it keeps, and it keeps going, right? Like, Andrew Luck falls into the category of quarterbacks who are better than anything you could trade for but like worse than the best quarterbacks, right? And so he's he's everything that's great about the Colts and 100% of what's holding them back from winning a Super Bowl. Wow. That's pretty spot on, I feel like. I just you think about like Andy Dalton, same guy. Yeah. Philip Rivers, yeah. same guy. Like the, these guys are are borderline Hall of Famers. You can make the argument that like Philip Rivers gets in, Andy Dalton doesn't for whatever. That's like a gut feeling. But Philip Rivers 
is why the Chargers haven't won a Super Bowl. He's mm-hmm. also why they've been competitive and made the playoffs more of his career than not. Cool. Yeah. He, Great job. He and Antonio Gates are why they went 12-4 and four this last year. Yeah. Great job. We're proud of you, but it's not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> They're overappreciated. Not overrated. Not underrated. Overappreciated. Overly appreciated. It, that makes we sense. Actually, yeah, we actually talked a little bit about this before before you came on. Um, we had a comparison for the, the Suck for Luck uh, campaign when it was Andrew <laughs> Luck and uh, and Robert Griffin III. Alex, yeah. hit, hit us with that comparison. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't re- it was so perfect, I don't remember it. You don't remember it? Okay, no, I don't. Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. I know what it, it is. We're all going to love it. This is why Jake's here. But I lost <laughs> it. All right, it was uh, the Hakeem Olajuwon and Sam Bowie. Oh, yes! Uh, it was Hakeem Olajuwon and Sam Bowie, because Hakeem Olajuwon is one of the greatest centers of all time. And coming mm-hmm. out of college, every like every Portland fan was stoked, was absolutely stoked to pick up Sam Bowie because they didn't get Olajuwon. Yeah. And then what happened to Sam Bowie? Injury. The same thing that happened to RG3, because every Gregor. Redskin fan was stoked <clears throat> on Robert Griffin III. Yeah, yeah. the The only reason Greg Oden doesn't work <sighs> is because Greg Oden was a number one pick. He was the first. Uh, uh, yeah, that's you. that's the only difference that I saw there. I was just, uh, and it was, man, why Portland? Why do you have to been. hurt me like that? No, but right. We all know Greg Oden should have been the first pick that year. Yeah, he should have been. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was the right pick, just like Sam Bowie was the right pick for Portland. I mean, because how how are you going to predict that? That he's just going to fall apart the way he did. I mean, it just—you can't you really. Had, had I mean, Brandon you could Roy guess. Marcus Aldridge, you'd take Greg yeah. Oden too. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, it, it's it was one of the. It's it, it's funny that it continues to happen. It's it's like um, again we reference John Boys a lot, um, yeah. but he was talking about how some teams in the NCAA are never going to achieve past a certain level, and that's just the way life is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of what happens to the Blazers. It's like, hey, remember when you won one in '77? Well, you can get close. You can get the best player <laughs> in the league, but you're never going to win anything. Yeah. This might be their yep. best their best chance to go and show us how good they could almost be. Maybe. I mean, really. Like, if you look at the way they're playing right now, there's not too many teams that are playing better ball in the NBA. Um, I mean, you could argue other ways, but I feel like they are arguably the best group playing basketball right now. They're, so, they're definitely put, putting together some good ball. But Alex, yeah, but, oh, go sorry, go on. Oh, I was just like, how long can they keep that up? And and is that something that's going to be – is that going to carry over into the playoff? Because there are teams that tend to turn it up to a different level in the playoffs, and I don't know that Portland has that level. I actually read a book once by Pat Riley. Uh, he was talking about – he had a team that was like that when he coached the Lakers, and he said that this team just expected, after a long run of success, they simply expected to show up for the playoffs and yeah. everyone to just – fall down and, and right mm-hmm. and they're like oh we'll flip the switch when the playoffs come and the playoffs yeah. came and they never flipped the switch <laughs> the it, girls like, never came it's like exactly how the warriors <laughs> play basketball now except for they actually do flip the switch and they win all of the championships 
It's like, this is the year that they're not going to die. Right? I honestly, I'm, I'm curious to see how they work this year because Boogie Cousins, I feel like, is kind of a virus. Um, he, he, he's a great player, but I don't, I don't see, what, 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 I feel like like, Alex maybe farted. No, that's fair. I'm going to, I like, I'm going to go Kanye on this. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But but right now, no, I don't even want to finish. No, I want to hear you talk. How is Boogie Cousins the one you're worried about on that roster? Like because if it's change. not no, but if it's not Draymond and Kevin no, Durant, no, we we already know Draymond sucks. No, we already Draymond know that he's sucks, a virus. But he worked it out for every year until so, this year when Kevin okay. Durant feels he's better let than me, the, rest of the team and is ready to jump ship. Okay, let me rephrase. I feel like Cousins is the the Lion tipping the point. He's the tipping point for those negative basketball players to carry over to a point where they just kind of fall apart. Does I, that make sense? I think, like, like, I think it makes sense, but I feel like, I feel like Durant would be going through the turmoil that he's going through right now, whether Boogie Cousins was there or not, therefore making Durant the cancer of the team. I mean, I'm not saying he's not. I can see that. I, I 100% can see how Durant is the cancer of the team. That he's definitely changed the dynamic of that team. But you I, can have I don't more know. Than one kinds th- of cancer. That is very yeah, true. That's true. Deadpool. That's fair. That's fair. Um, if you're gonna go that way, then yeah. that like yeah. So I, I'm not saying that like I didn't mean to like defend Boogie Cousins by any stretch of the imagination. But it's like mm-hmm. the team. It's like they they reach their breaking point. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they reached the breaking point whether or not they would have signed Boogie Cousins to a one-year, $4 million contract or not. Like, I just, Durant uh, and Draymond have never gotten along. Clay Thompson mm-hmm. wants to get paid. And Steph Curry mm-hmm. is the short guy out there going, guys, can't we all just be friends? <laughs> Throwing his mouthpiece. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, my like, God. Steph Can we get a shirt be- made with Steph Curry as a cartoon just – with that as a thought bubble or, Can or we all voice, just be friends? Please. And oh my God. We all know that as a, <laughs> as a, as a franchise and a oh. fan base, they're going to hold on to Steph Curry before anybody, like he's the one who gets to be yeah. a warrior forever. Yeah. For, Cause, for cause they don't give reasons. a shit about clay clays. Honestly, I like clay. He's the streakiest shooter I've ever seen, but when he's on and his streaks are very long, he's deadly. When and you, what was I, it? I can see that. Was it was it 50, 50 points on eleven dribbles? Get out of here. Some yeah. Get like, out of here. <laughs> yeah. Catch shoot. Catch shoot. Catch mm-hmm. shoot. Get out of here. And I get that, but I'm saying like if you're if you're the Warriors franchise, you hold mm-hmm. on to Steve Kerr and Steph Curry as long as they'll allow you. Wait, yeah. has no one ever noticed that Steve Kerr and Steph Curry is basically the same name? <laughs> Probably not. I have not, and that's awesome. Has anyone ever given Mark Jackson the credit he deserves for helping build that team and coaching Ooh. them to where they were? Almost certainly not. Um, Probably Mark, not. Mark Jackson did when he went to TNT and <laughs> called the whole team out on how bullshit it was that they fired him a year too soon. Oh, uh, that's fair. I, I believe. 
yeah. Mark Jackson's That's a like, good point. Reggie, Reggie Miller, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but I could have taken this team to a championship if they give me one more season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, the, that, that team showed true. that even Luke Walton can coach. Boom. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> so, Alex, who are some of your other overappreciated outfits? <laughs> if we if we go hard pivot back to the original topic, that's what I'm here for. Uh, I will say so. Some of the things that come to mind: um, Sidney Crosby comes to mind in in the hockey realm, right? And I understand that Sidney Crosby happens to have been on. Is it three Stanley Cup winning teams, or is it only two? I think so. I think it's three. Okay, he's been on those teams, but he's also been concussed on every of those seasons and missed <laughs> dozens of games, right? And mm-hmm. anybody, anybody who pays attention to hockey understands that the way hockey works and the, the fluidity of the puck means that the best player on the team is, is very seldom in control of the game. Which is like it's attributed. I attribute it to the downfall of Alex Ovechkin, right? Who's been a top three player his entire career in the NHL, and has won one Stanley Cup because sometimes teams can just take the puck out of your stick. Like it just happens. You key on one guy, and the rest of the team can't get it done. And maybe Sidney Crosby falls into a little bit of that, but mostly concussions. And he's overappreciated by the fan base and the media because they try to rank him as this top five player. And maybe when he's on the ice, he is. But he's almost most certainly not ever on the ice. <laughs> right? Like, and you fall into like baseball. And I feel like somebody like a Mike Trout, right? As they say, a five tool player, a clear number one overall pick the angels are happy to have him. They couldn't get rid of him for what he's worth. Right. But he's always hurt somehow. He's always hurt. I feel like he plays in about 70 to 90 games a season. And the angels have done almost nothing in the playoffs for his career. Yeah. The angels have to be one of the worst, worst teams that they're like, we got a guy who's fantastic. He changes the game. Everyone in, in baseball loves him, and we can't win 30 games. <laughs> Boom! Right? J.J. Watt comes to mind when I talk about overappreciated players. J.J. Watt might be the most most unstoppable defensive end in the entire NFL for the seven games a year he plays. I, I don't know. I feel like J.J. Watt gets a lot of shine because of the, the things he's done for Houston. So in that regard, I think he's pretty accurately appreciated. He was, he, But he was getting it before that, too. I mean, before the whole hurricane situation, you know, because he did get a lot of credit for that. He raised a lot of money or helped raise a lot of money. I don't, I don't debate that, whether that he's a good guy or not, right? But I'm saying if right. we focus on just his abilities on the field. Yeah. He's touted as one of the best players in the NFL, but he never plays more than half a season. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, I have a former, uh, you know, <laughs> former player, uh, Grant Hill. Yes, I feel like Grant Hill was super, super, super overappreciated. Like got his own shoe brand and yes. everything. Like Grant Hill, what did you do? You played great 
in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I was say, he passed the ball to Christian Leitner and then blocked the camera so we couldn't see the shot. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was it. Now what? Uh, yeah. yeah. Have fun in the in Phoenix, dude. <laughs> He's a commentator now, so yeah, something, I guess. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm overthinking the overappreciation. Oh, what? Wait, what happened there? He gone. Where, where'd he go? I'm still here. Oh, okay. Oh, I just yeah. had to cut Is my the video. Of your movie. Yeah, we're Turn good. I just had to cut video. Just uh, keep, okay. keep it going. Um, I it, like like I said, maybe I'm <laughs> over overthinking the the overappreciation of certain athletes, right? But I just feel like... I don't think you are. <laughs> like, in some instances, like, uh, like at the very beginnings of it, as a Blazer fan, I think that maybe Damian Lillard is stepping into this category a little bit. And it's not from injury. It stems from the mm. fact that if, if the Blazers tried to trade Damian Lillard away, you wouldn't get what he's worth. He's a top no. five point, like at his position, top five in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But he he might just be a little too much of a ball centric player to get the Blazers over that cusp. Yeah, it would be hard to find a trade that that balances and and recorrects or redirects Portland. Yes. Yeah, I don't know how you and, would do that. I love Lillard. <clears throat> He's my favorite player on the team, right? I understand mm-hmm. how good he is at basketball, but as far as the fan base is concerned, he mm-hmm. might he might be a little overappreciated at this exact moment in his career. Yeah. That's fair. I can see that. Yeah. I I don't want him to go, but if if we were able to put it together some sort of like like Jimmy Johnson blockbuster trade, right? Two first rounders and Anthony Davis kind of a thing. You'd be like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You can't and they won't. But if they did, <laughs> as a fan, you'd be like, that's fair. Like, I get it. Yep. Okay. It's like when, you know, you go on ESPN and it's like, hey, put in your trade scenarios. And it's like, <laughs> and you're like no. That, that'll never work. <laughs> never, not yeah. once. Which is I just like there's there's just those players and it and it bugs me that like these fan bases right cling to mm-hmm. I mean I'm gonna I'm a Green Bay Packers fan until the day I die and it, it it's probably like I try to I try to make the excuses is like it's the coaching staff and the front office but like Aaron Rodgers is even tiptoeing into that category like he he was a, he's a key player. Yeah. In our Super Bowl win and all the success we've had, but at the same time, like when he's hurt, our team is crap, and yeah. he's he's eaten up enough of the salary cap and things that like maybe he's a little like maybe I do love him a little too much. Maybe and he's yeah. he's maybe. definitely he's definitely good enough to win you a couple games, yes. but that money that you're spending on him will also cost you a couple games. Bingo. Like, How about um. Khalil Mack, like week, where he's week one of last season uh, says overpaid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, huh? That's a that's a. We could probably come up with a pretty good list of those players. Yeah, we this, this could be its own show. Yeah, <laughs> like they, definitely. No, they definitely. Yeah, I mean, exist. so far it has been. <laughs> 
Oh, I still have that overhand right. I'm just waiting to bring it in. Hey, I mean, it's t- I, it, oh. might, it might be time Swing for you to knock me out. Knock you out? You yeah. know what I don't appreciate as much as I used to? Anime? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm guessing. <laughs> Pretty good joke there, Alex. <laughs> uh, that was an amazing joke. I approve. Um, um, well, I mean, it's, you're not far off, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was going to say gorillas. I don't appreciate gorillas like I used to. Like the band or the animal? Band. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, like, yeah, I still, I still full on appreciate Harambe. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, he's out for her. Yeah, yeah you know, there you I go. Mean, I, I'm still down with all that, but the the band yeah. gorillas. I had this, I had this epiphany the other day. I was actually talking to my brother about oh. this, mm-hmm. and I was. He he said, "Hey, have you listened to the new album, the new new?" <laughs> and you were all, "Nah." And I said, it's called The New New. Wait, is it actually called The New New? Yeah, it's called The New New. Oh, my God. Okay, keep going. (sighs) So, I say, yes, I have. There are exactly two songs on it worth of crap. Out of how many? (laughs) Out of how many? Out of, like, 12, I think. Okay, because I was saying, if they only put three songs on the album, that's a solid choice. But this Uh is, like... You may remember Gorillas back way back when it was four or five years between when they would release albums. They yeah. released the new new, I believe, less than a year after um, mm. the one came, the one I can't even remember came out. Like the one that I like more than that. Oh, is that <laughs> actually the name of it? Because that could be. I mean, if the new new is the name. I'm yeah. Like, oh, hang on. The I'm one gonna, I can't I'm, remember. The, like, actually, that <laughs> would be a not, great not, album. That's a I great album say, title. Can, can we? When we come out with an album, that's going to be the name of it. Exactly. What's, that? What's the name of it? It's the one humans. I can't remember. It's Humans <laughs> with a Z. And that um. album, that <clears throat> that had 40 tracks on it, and I like about six of those. Jesus. Wait, did you say 40 or 14? 40. Said, four zero. No, he said 40. Sean Kemp. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the Rain Man. The Rain Man. A Blazer alumnus. Um... But yeah, I and I realized that what was going on is what that happened was... what happened was gorillas <laughs> is slowly changing their style to something that I no longer recognize. <sighs> and I said, I said to my brother, I said, "Hey, man, we're no longer gorillas' target demographic." Who's I said, the... and oh. that's okay. Who's the rapper <laughs> in gorillas? The, there is no rapper in Gorillaz. All right, so who's the rapper featured on Clint Eastwood? That would be Double Funky <laughs> Homo Sapien. Say what? What didn't he do the the collab album that you showed me? The collab album? Yeah, like he collabed with someone and made a whole album. <laughs> um, you're gonna have to be a little more specific than that. I'm try- it was it was Deltron definitely- Thirty Thirty. Yes, Deltron Thirty Thirty. We listened to that whole thing on our drive to Denver, and it blew my mind how yeah, good it was. It's incredible. And I think I specifically <laughs> remember being like, this is the guy from Gorillaz? And you were like, no, he's not a part of that. <laughs> I feel, and I feel like we're having that same conversation yes, now. Yes, yes, 100%. <laughs> Deltron 3030 is phenomenal. 
Yeah, if you guys like hip hop, you, like, you like good shit. Go check out Deltron 3030. It's a concept album, and it's kind of it's a hip hopera, and it's really really good. Huh. I, I feel okay. like it is it is literally the hip hop like equivalent of like any Rush album. <laughs> yeah, that's like, not bad. Every <clears throat> every song is connected to every <clears throat> other <throat> song in its own way, and if you don't listen to the whole album. You probably won't appreciate any individual song enough. Welcome huh. to Rush and their whole discography. All right, well, I'm sold. Yeah, by all means, check it out. I feel like yeah. concept albums used to be a, a lot bigger thing. Like the last one I really remember was when Queensryche did an album about soldiers, oh, and shit. like the. Mm. The entire album was just about the war in Iraq and what life is really like being in the war in Iraq. It was called, I believe it was called American Soldier. Um, but prior to that, I mean, when was the last time you really heard a concept album? Like the I, whole album is about one thing. So I, I, Watts. I like, I vaguely remember Fair. like the Queens of Stone Age putting out a concept album. And maybe like the late aughts, as they're called, like 2006 <laughs> through nine. They had a pretty decent concept album. Well, but what was the concept? I don't I okay, well now now I I yeah. venture into the world of Google. I thought they had one and I was hoping that like Robin would chime in and be like, Oh yeah, that album was called The Oven Is On and it was great and but he doesn't, so hold no, on. I don't know. If it was named The Oven Is On, like <laughs> <laughs> the one I can't remember. <laughs> I could be just so far off base, and we're gonna find out that it was actually like the Stone Temple Pilots and not Queens of Stone Age. Dude, what the shit? You guys continue, and I'll look this up and come back later. Well, the, like the, for me, the one that really stands out in my mind as far as just like concept albums go, and and that whole like unless you listen to the whole thing, you don't get it is Quadrophenia by the Who. Um, mm-hmm. For me, that's that's an album that, like when you really get the whole story and you hear everything that's going on and how everything is kind of connected and, and yeah. the end hangs on the beginning. It's very very three three act structure. It's it's yeah. one of really really cool. The only thing I can think of is just the way Queen kind of did some of their stuff, but I I I don't know enough about. I mean, I just, it always felt to me like that that's what they were trying to do, but I don't know. I feel like Queen is a concept band. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like most of what they do, like they have a lot of orchestral stuff uh, mm-hmm. and it's very harmonic and it's almost, mm-hmm. it's very, very close to like, well, I've already used it once, but it's very close to opera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just go back and listen to Bohemian Rhapsody. That is straight right. opera for a well, while. Well, I mean, I feel like well, on the movie, that Bohemian Rhapsody movie, they talked about trying to be an opera. So, I mean, that would make sense. I, I feel like when you said that movie, I immediately thought of uh, Wayne's World, and I was like, no, that's not <laughs> No, nope, that's not it. Uh, Although the other that is also referenced. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Millie Wake. Which is Algonquin, <laughs> the good land. <laughs> but yeah, it was just funny. one of those things. Like it, I think, as I've kind of grown up and, and grown up as an operative term, as I've gotten older <laughs> and aged, um, 
I've I've kind of been okay with my fan the things I enjoy moving on without me in a weird way. Yeah. Does, does well, that I make sense? That. No, I get that. I mean, I Blink One Eighty Two was like huge in my life, and I just have kind of been like, meh. I'm just uh, that's not my thing now, and I just I'm past it. I'm over it. I still I still look back on it, you know, and like, oh yeah, that was good times, but I don't know. I could just not care too much about what they're doing. Yeah, and I think this is is something that we we kind of look at. And Alex, I want to I want to get your um, you you have a, an interesting thing with this too, and you don't know it, but you'll you'll you will when we get there. <laughs> okay. Um, but you ever? It's one of those things where it's like your parents listen to the same music that they did when they were in their twenties, mm-hmm. and and you're like, oh man, like why do you listen to all this old shit? Like there's so much new music yeah. out there, and the, your parents are like. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like we referenced this last week, or maybe, we? maybe I feel I feel like we did. Didn't we not talk about how most of your musical taste is formed in your teens? Maybe I don't recall. I, I, maybe, I, I maybe feel some, like we did, but anyway, go ahead. But yeah, it's, it's just kind of interesting to to feel myself doing that same thing, where it's like the music that I like. Like, for instance, I prefer to listen to Lil Wayne in like the in the 2000s mm-hmm. and like his new stuff is good but like the stuff he was making for his fans of the late 2000s was not meant for me mm-hmm. and i'm okay with that but alex you're a friend of yours his dad is a full-blown lil wayne fan and you told me a hilarious story about him at at deer camp yes after after he got his kill yeah so so i in my life Right, which is something we've referenced before. We have friend of the show Adam, right, for the longest time had had my friend Alex and my friend Jake when talking to the opposite respectively, right? And so in my life now I have podcast Jake and work Jake. Okay? And work work Jake's dad, who I've interacted with dozens of times, he's a really good guy. He loves Lil Wayne and he's probably mid forty mid to late forties, like Probably too old for you to assume that she's a legitimate Little Wayne fan, right? Mm-hmm. And so at he goes hunting every year for deer and elk, and at deer camp he tagged out this year, right? He got his he got his deer. He was feeling good about it, and the way he celebrated was by going back to deer camp, busting open a bottle of Jack Daniels, which isn't his yeah. favorite whiskey, but it is his hunting whiskey. I can relate to that. And playing right? <laughs> and playing the word the song "Uproar" by Lil Wayne on repeat, like huh. he is he is he is wow. jaunting around Deer Camp, being like <laughs> like one like like drunk off his ass, doesn't know what the words are, like legitimately <laughs> just like chugging Jack Daniels yeah, and like mumbling along like he's Lil Pump. Like, (laughs) and work Jake was like, it was the single greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure it would be. Like, if I ever saw, like, I went, I've been to a couple concerts with my dad, but I've never seen my dad rock out, you know? (laughs) I would love to see my dad just lose it, too. Just get it. Just just go after it. Like, we even saw ZZ Top, and he's just like sitting in the stands, like, "Hmm, this is a good show. This is fantastic. 
I like it. I can I'm, really appreciate it. Well, these I'm quite are a top six favorite band of mine. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> I, I appreciate that their beards are long. <laughs> you know, every girl is crazy about a sharp dressed man. It's true. You could be the ugliest looking dude in the world, but if you got a suit on, like that jumps you up like three points right there. Can we can we all acknowledge the fact that like Brad Pitt may have made his move in Hollywood because of Thelma and Louise and his like five mm-hmm. minutes in that movie. But what mm-hmm. really sealed the deal was him wearing a freshly tailored Armani suit for all of Meet Joe Black. Like that is yeah. the epitome of a sharp dressed man. And mm-hmm. it made an entire career out of Brad Pitt. That's yeah. That's not <laughs> set him. True. It set him on the path. That's like for sure. that's it. Like, and he's yeah. been in a lot of movies that I thoroughly enjoy. But if oh, he Brad Pitt's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, if he doesn't show mm-hmm. up wearing that suit in Meet Joe Black, we he's not cast in Fight Club, and that's a fact. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably true. <laughs> like, okay. You know, keeping it keeping it with movies. I I heard a rumor, and it's good. Like, okay, let me run that back. Speaking of uh, movies, I I saw the preview for the new Joker movie that I don't know what it's called because I didn't watch the entire what? thing because I found myself in an existential crisis. I have ah. not seen this trailer. So this is the one with uh, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. And Joaquin Alec Baldwin. And, and, and Baldwin. And directed by the guy who did The Hangover. Yeah, that. Gotcha. So I... As you may know, I've been at a war with the DCEU. Yes. I've heard. Yeah. I, I do not approve of the movies. I do not think they're well done, and I don't like them very much. But didn't they just announce that the DCEU is dead? Yes. Oh, my like God. Can you let me get this? <laughs> no. No, I cannot. Uh, I feel like a um, snake eats you're, itself. you're droning on. You're, you're stalling. <laughs> and this is well, why I'm, I hate reading. I like hey. the cliff notes. <laughs> I'm just trying to get some airtime on my own podcast. That's all. Oh, <laughs> uh, my bad. Uh, rewind that. Anyway, so yeah, the now apparently the DCEU <laughs> is dead. <gasps> what? I know it's the first time you've heard this. I have not heard such a thing. Where so, are you getting your news? The internet. <laughs> I do not believe this. Well, okay. I, I am in shock. Info. That's where I went. <laughs> Backpacks.info. Oh, well, that's where I get all my news. Yeah, it's a, it's a great place to get your. Where you should get all yours as well. Exactly. Badfacts.info. Um, but like, I had people this, helping people. Yeah, this crisis. I was like, oh man, <laughs> I want to go see this movie. Oh, I can't go see it. It's a DC movie. And then, like the next day, <laughs> there was there was the. It's like the story came from the heavens itself. The DC EU <laughs> is dead. I was like, wow. This is. I could watch this movie. This is the first time hearing of this. This is phenomenal news. So, Isn't it? <laughs> I will I will I will rudely interrupt and say oh, that means, of of all the DCEU movies that I've seen, which is very few because the ones I saw were fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> like I saw Men of like like Man of Steel and was like, "Ah, that's decent. Decent." And I saw Suicide Squad and was like, hard no. Hard no. Um, 
But I will say that I, as I admitted before, I've, I haven't seen the trailer for the new Joker movie, but I am definitely interested in seeing Shazam. Mm, I do want to see that. Like, Shazam, and if the DCEU is dead, Shazam looks like the perfect kind of, like, reinvigoration of some sort of a connected universe. Because it looks like DC's first attempt to be like, hey, uh, Marvel did it right, so should we maybe do that too? They're going to find a way to fuck it up. I did like Aquaman. I thought that was okay. I I didn't see it, um, mostly because the pre-wife thinks that Jason Momoa is more attractive than me, because he is. Um, I was going to say, Jason Momoa is more attractive than everybody. Right, you're not wrong. That's not fair. Um, That's not a fair comparison. (laughs) But also because it's part of the DCEU, and I was like, no. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, just, I took a moral stance on on Aquaman, even though it's like I was like, I've heard it's really, really good, and an IMAX is even better. But I had to take I had to take a moral stance on it and say, Tingo. no, sir. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And and I said that I said that as I walked out of BVS, uh, and I said, okay, you you guys got me, got me with that one. As I walked out of that, I was like, never again. Oh, wait, which one? Which one came second? Suicide Squad or Batman v Superman? Batman v Superman was after Suicide Squad. Okay, yeah. So I had seen Suicide Squad, and at that point, I claimed that I would not see a DC movie unless the main character was Batman. Then they did it with the main character as Batman and completely shot the bed. <laughs> I will say I have a shirt from that movie, and my grandma bought it for me. And if you try to make fun of that shirt, I will punch you in the face. <laughs> Because my grandma. Well, I am very far away, so good luck. Well, I know where you live. <laughs> well, I'm not there either. Well, I'll be waiting. Okay. <laughs> Justice. Um, <laughs> where is she? Um, there. Um, speaking of that Suicide Squad thing, did you see that they're basically redoing Suicide Squad? Yeah, like, like they're Will's, like, Will let's Smith pretend that didn't happen and redo it. Will Smith dropped out. And they well, finally, he's busy doing Aladdin. Well, yeah, but they also have like a big enough budget now that they can do mm-hmm. King Shark in, instead of Killer Croc, who was actually a member of the Suicide Squad, and not. But I like, like that's crazy. I like Killer Croc, man. I like take the, per- at least the Lego version. But I like the Lego version. I like the Batman Arkham series video game version. Does that count? Dude, why don't they make that a movie? That would be like, bad. Those those games are great. Do why you, not make those the movies? Do you know why they won't make those movies? Ooh, uh, no, I would have I would have answered it already if I, I knew. I, that, it's called a rhetorical <laughs> question. I'm trying to set up the I'm an suspense. asshole. Uh, um, <laughs> the reason is because those storylines play better 10 hours at a time. Like, they're so perfectly made for their exact medium that you so... want them... No, you want them to be other mediums, and they don't work. Like, you couldn't make Arkham Asylum in two hours. Why not do a Game of Thrones version where you do, like, a season Because then it. you would turn it into a movie series. You turned it into a TV series and not a movie. And you asked why but, are they movies, Robin? I answer only the questions hmm. you ask. Counsel, your rebuttal. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> okay, well, well, okay, but 
but why couldn't they do that? <laughs> well, that's a question. That's a fair question. I'm not saying that they couldn't be turned into like an Amazon <laughs> Prime series and be amazing. What I'm saying is that you would need 10 to 12 hours to tell that story accurately. And as far as a movie goes, like Avengers Infinity War bullshit endgame is three <laughs> hours long. And that might actually be pushing it a little bit. Well, I'm prepared. So. Oh, like I'm going into it with a large popcorn and a cherry Coke ready to sit down and enjoy all of it. But <laughs> oh, it doesn't yeah. change the fact that yeah. three hours is a long fucking Dude, time. They ought to do like um, like they used to do with the movies. They'd be like, okay, uh, intermission, um, go get your popcorn refill, get another drink, and now be prepared for the second half of Endgame. They need they needed to go full Harry Potter on the thing and be like Endgame Part One two hours long, Endgame mm. Part Two two hours long. No, they well, did but not. That, I that's hate what that. they already did. That's why there's that's why it was the first um, Infinity War and then Endgame. That's why it's like that already. But then they were like, oh, we got more to say. So I, I mean, they already went two parts and I now think, you're saying three. I think the three of us are all in on the MCU because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I don't care how many parts they break Infinity War into. I'm going to see all of them. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think we're, I think we're all going to see all of them. Yeah. Like that's so <laughs> it's not really a question in, in 20 25 they could be like uh avengers infinity war part seven and i'd be like all right i'm seeing it opening weekend yeah yeah Yeah. did you guys watch um captain marvel i have not yet i I was going to but every show i tried to get to was full i have not seen it yet and that's because like i want to see that movie like with a friend who appreciates it also. Mm, and we I did have, talk about that. Right. I have not been able to find someone whose schedule matches up with mine <laughs> to go see it together. Well, I, however, do not give a fuck and went and watched it by myself. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. Well, <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. You should see it. I will watch it again. I've Excellent. heard I don't only know good things about it. I, I know several people who have seen it. Like, yeah, they only have great know. things to say. I could definitely think of negative things to say, but I don't care enough to say them. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's. I mean, the best way to like, yeah, I there are bad you know, things about like, the movie, but they don't make yeah. you not enjoy it, which is what you're looking for out of out of yes. these movies. Yes, right. exactly. Not all of them can be Terminator Two Judgment Day and perfect in every way. So <laughs> that makes sense. That's true. But next week, like next week we should talk about uh, my idea for a Batman video game. I have a really okay. good idea for a Batman video game. Okay, um, write that okay. down. Well, I, I put it on my notes. I have notes that I keep. Perfect. There you go. Is ooh, it a ooh, speaking pad of, notes? of notes? No, it's on my phone. It's a Samsung note. <laughs> oh. Uh, I, ha- I have a note uh, we talked about in pre-show. Um so I'm going to be watching Pac-12 basketball tournament games. Oh, yeah. Um, live. Uh, live in person from live. T-Mobile. Live from T-Mobile Arena, which I can see from my room. Anyway, um, so. I can see Russia from Alaska. 
I That's think not true. My, I'm, I mean, row Q. I mean, row Q. Uh-huh. Um, how far? How far did you guys think that I will make it forward? Because I do not plan on staying row Q. For the listeners' benefit, we will point out that row Q is the equivalent of row eighteen. Yes. And if I remember correctly, we set the over-under at how many rows Robin will advance forward at 14 and a half. Mm-hmm. And a half. And I and took the hang. over. I took the over. <laughs> I think he's going to make it to row three. I, I think uh, I, took the, I took the under, I don't think. I think row three will be full of people. The mm. question becomes... Who does Robin like more? Because if he likes Jake more than me, he's just going to quit trying at row five. What if, if I just straddle? Me, what if I just straddle the seats and go then three it's and a push. half? Then That's what. And do I get do I get bonus points for making it on camera while I get those three and a half? Of course. Yes. Of course. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Every time. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go try to find your friend, Bill. Hey, let him know I said hey. I will. Bill, how are you doing? I will. Uh, Yes, exactly. (laughs) Hey, you know, these people, they could have been anywhere in the world, but they took their time and they spent it here with us. We appreciate that. Make sure you're checking us out on all of our social media outlets, especially the Instagrams, (laughs) badfacts.info, redarrowpnw.com. Uh, but for this episode, this edition of my show with Alex and Jake, good night, universe. Yeah. <laughs>